Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. Edgar Cho is the founder of Spark Labs, a strategically designed accelerator program to help founders grow and turn their startups into world-class businesses. Last week, Edgar was saying he divides his founders into three parts. Today, let's begin by finding out what those three parts are. The first part is the founder who sold their company before. Who exited before, so they all have a heart that want that, that they want to give back. Uh, but I also try to avoid, you know, like when 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 the founder who sold their company before, whatever he said, it looks like it's all right. So I also got some of the founder who raised more but haven't got exited, which is still on the field, still mm-hmm. fighting. So those are later stage founder can also help on for the early stage founders. So that's like the first part. Is like more about the uh, is a sort of founders like uh, type uh, a mentor. The second part is corporate executives. So for a lot of corporate executives, sure they got their full time job, they got their daytime job, but at the same time they are curious about what's a new trend. Mm. What are the sort of right now the hot up topics are right now like among the sort of fields, and also they want to learn more about how innovation can drive their corporate. Uh, growth. So by by having that interest, more and more corporate executives are willing to leverage their time to give out their time to coach startups in order to maybe seek for partnership or seek for um, some of the domain uh, domain experiences from those corporate executives. That's the second type of mentors, and the third third type is the investor side.、Mm. So a lot of venture capitalists and also a lot of like、uh, family offices they are looking for good deals. They are looking for good、uh, investment deals to invest. But a lot of the time, you because you it's not like at the very early early stage that you look into the team. So you are looking off like the judgment period that you can see. Um, like maybe this this team got potential, or this team actually have more、um, opportunities to grow with maybe your family office or grow with your fund. So we, with these three types of mentors, that our founders can also get a chance to be coached by different perspectives or different geographic like background founders. So that's how、uh, this mechanism actually work quite well、uh, in within Spark Labs Taipei. So Spark Labs is your、oh. very very first startup. So、uh, this is not my like first. I won't say like my first startup because we are like the startup helping more startups. Yeah. So、um, my entrepreneurial career path starting from、uh, th- late 2011. So after I graduated from Chuan University, I work at HP as a、uh, bio planner at Global Procurement Services. I later joined IBM、uh, to be a search consultant、uh, under Global Business Services, helping more. Manufacturers, big companies, how they can do new business development, and also looking for emerging business opportunities. So, in、uh, by very late 2011,、uh, 
the senior from Tsinghua University uh, came up with an idea and, and want to start a company together. And at, at that time, they invited me to join the company. And we did uh, one of the very well-known call ID service called Who's Call. Uh-huh. Uh, that was the that was a mobile app that can identify strange numbers or, or including like the fraud numbers, sales calls, just right by using uh, our app. Right. Host call. I mean, don't you think we all need to use this app? Because <laughs> there's so many scams these days, so many, you know, false numbers and people who are trying to sell their stuff. You know, we, 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 we just hate these people. So don't you think we should all have this app? I mean, you know, I've got friends who's been scammed. Yeah. My daughter got scammed. Mm-hmm. You know, if only we had known these before. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, how's who's call? I mean, it's W-H-O-S-C-A-L-L. Correct. Who's call. Yeah, so who's call concept was uh, quite simple. It's that when we get the strange number, uh, it's a missing call. And then what will, what will we do like next? We'll just go on Google and try to type in those numbers to yeah. see where, whether there's a chance that we can find out maybe a number of information. Uh-huh. So we think of, why don't we just put these two actions together? When calls coming into your phone, we just help you search on the puppy search engine directly right away, yeah. right away and yeah. you, you, you can see the number result and later decide whether you want to pick up the phone call or you, you can just shout out like the name is, hey, yeah. Miss, Mr. Wan, yeah, I know you are calling, something like that. Uh, so that, that was the original concept I came from. And especially at that time, fraud numbers of scam calls was so popular in yeah. Asia. Um, and, and, and we started to build the product. And we, we targeted like all the countries who have like calling behavior going to be benefited uh, by, by using whose call. So uh, we started with a very small team. It's like six, seven people. Uh, but we targeted to go international from day one, targeted to go global from day one. Uh-huh. So every three months, we just acquire additional 1 million users by like entering Japanese market, Korean market, mm. or even like the Middle East market or South Asia market. And we started to grow the team. So um, the team, uh, we, we, we full-time started in 2012 April. We were lucky enough to be acquired by a nice mother company, Naver, uh-huh. in 2013, uh, uh, Q3. So that was like within one and a half year, our company got exited. Yeah. Uh, and the company is still growing. Uh, the team is right now growing to more than 100 uh, full-time staff, okay. uh, entering more markets. And, and I think have... You more- guys sold it? We Did sold it, but we we're still operating it. Oh, oh, you are. I, I'm right now just a pure shareholder of the company. Right, yeah. but it's like you know, every government should require <laughs> <laughs> every mobile user to have this app. So we we do work closely with like the uh, some government departments, especially from the de- uh, police departments. Yeah, they 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 get the number reporting uh, uh, from like who's called because uh, we can identify. <gasps> That's how they track. <laughs> the other time <laughs> when my daughter got scammed, and the police they eventually told us that it was some it was actually a connecting number ordered from China. And there was no way that they could to um, track it. So that's one case that uh, how you can leverage technology, uh, but really benefit for your daily lives. Um, and especially as what I mentioned, like the reason why data is that important is that you need to accumulate that 
but by analyzing that. So there were a lot of like scam uh, happening in Taiwan. Husco was the first, you know, like a, uh, a service provider who can identify those scam calls like it's calling from. Yeah. So not just like public search engine, we're also using crowdsourcing mechanism to that user to reporting, to report those like number information. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. But I'm wondering, I'm sure the auto scams, experienced scams, they know about who's call. But there's no way for them to block who's call. <laughs> because, uh, but I mean, they still get a chance to trick for the users who don't download who's call. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Every one of us needs to have yeah. who's call then. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's not just about scam. It's all about communication, also how you can build the content network of trust. So uh, who's called not just dealing with for the strange numbers, we are also dealing with like weak tie communication. So for example, like restaurant or insurance company, or even like whenever there's maybe the call from hospital or the call from the sales driver, those calls are the calls that you want to receive. Yes. But those calls that if you don't identify the number background, you might be missing it. So uh, by using who's call that you get a chance to pick the call that you want to pick, but also like save more time for you to like deal with some other more important things. Yeah. So those behavior is exactly what we, uh, we think there's a lot of potential from startup. And that's also like the potential that we should all back on more early stage founders. This is just one thing that it's not about Taiwan, but it's more about for all the entrepreneurial mindset should just aiming for a bigger market and move fast and just try to crunch it that for for every like uh, three months or four months, just try to achieve another target. Mm. Uh, but not, not, not many entrepreneurs in Taiwan have that kind of awareness. So mm. that's the reason why, like, after the acquisition of, like, Who's Call, I got uh-huh. moved to Naver. I also see, like, how uh, inter- internet big giant, how they um, move to new markets, how they allocate resources. So definitely, like, for startups that you need to move super fast. You know, well, I was talking with Edgar earlier on before we started the interview, and I realized that Edgar has never studied abroad, never been abroad, and yet he's speaking this perfect English. So I studied in Jai, and my my, my middle middle school is called um, Concordia Middle School. That the teacher actually taught us, like in the very beginning, this is all English taught in in, in in classroom English learning. So it was an international school, or if, anyway, it, no, English. It, it's, it's not English. English speaking school? No. No. It's oh, just it was like, teacher. Yeah, just teacher. Oh. So, um, but at that time we didn't learn any like grammar or learn like the how how you should phrase your words but it's more about speaking uh, it speaking it by acting you know like drama or by by all those communication but uh what triggered me like to start to deep dive or to try to use a language is that when 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 it comes to work that you you know you need to express a very complicated idea to someone who not, who might not in this field or even like if you are getting into Japanese market or Korean market, uh, it's very hard for them to understand what you are talking about. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you need to prepare is that you need to transfer those very complicated idea into simple sentence and <laughs> here comes to uh you start to practice that and you know like you need to moving all the useless like wordings by only precise clear 
but simple that people don't cause any misunderstanding. Wow. So when it comes to like international business development, it's always all about communication. If you are trying to play around like all the fancy words, the result gonna be something you don't want to face. Right. So better to do that is to be clear, to be precise, and to add on add more like just add on the 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 communication frequency to make sure that the goals are aligned. And so the, when it when it comes to that stage, language or the speaking capability is just the way that you communicate. It's just one of the tools. You learned all this in elementary school from your teacher. <laughs> now, this teacher was a foreigner or a Taiwanese teacher? It's actually in, in middle high school. It's middle high school, in, yeah. okay. A, a Taiwanese teacher? Yeah, it's a Taiwanese teacher. Oh, you got to give all your thanks to him or her. <laughs> that, that is amazing. That really is amazing. That's a very good concept. That's, the, that's what all Taiwanese people need to hear. Don't be intimidated by English. Mm. Yeah, you're saying it's a tool, you yeah. know? And, yeah. and to enjoy just learning English and yeah. not thinking that you want to come out right and be a perfect speaker yeah. from the start, yeah. right? Yeah. Wow, that's I, great. I think it's more important because I'm right now having more startups that are entering for uh, multinational markets mm-hmm. and you know like um, if you don't speak up that a lot of time your voice or your your idea just will be ignored not just that you need to learn that but you, you need to learn how to form an idea a statement and even like an argument that you can have a discussion with uh, your counterparty and yeah. I think that's very important for most of the Taiwanese not just like entrepreneurs. So when it comes to like, especially in the, in the, in the US, if you try to collaborate with some project, that you need to, you need to speak up. The, the other thing too, is that even if you do speak English, but you, how you keep it up, that's the thing. How yeah. do you keep up your English? It's just talk more. <laughs> yeah. And even to like Taiwanese counterparts, <laughs> Taiwanese colleagues. So as what I mentioned, like we have a very strong global network uh, of mentors mm. from Spark Labs Taipei. Uh, it's actually half of them are uh, foreigners. They are right. not Taiwanese. Mm. So when it comes to, you need to explain what you are doing. Uh, and it, when it comes to like the discussion, it's all in English. Where do you want to see Spark Labs in five years, 10 years? I have like two goal setting. The first one is I, I, I want more kids in Taiwan that have the vision or have that kind of feeling when they come to, when they come to Spotless Taipei Demo Day. They can see a group of visionary founders that are from Taiwan but targeted like global markets. They are doing something super cool, make the real impact to the society, solve the problem that human beings are right now facing. I want that thing happen within five years. Okay. But I will also want more founders from Taiwan have the confidence to say like, your technology is really good uh, among the average. The thing is that the go-to-market uh, might be your bottleneck, but when it comes to global expansion, that spot of Taipei, me, myself, will just be the person that to, are willing to support you toward you, your next milestone. You're just marketing yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you much success with Spark Labs, Edgar. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun talking yeah. to you. Thanks for having time. me. It's my pleasure to be to be interviewed and definitely like looking forward to working with all the entrepreneurs, all the corporates to make the world a, a better world. Yes, that's great. Thanks, Edgar. Thank you. 